right, so let's get into some examples of the reactions and the mechanisms and how this all plays out. Uh, you have examples in your textbook. I recommend, especially for this chapter, if it's not obvious to you, do as many of the textbook problems as you can. I know I say this a lot, but you're really at that point where watching YouTube videos and listening to other people explain it is not going to help you as much as you need. You need to just sit down and do every single problem you can find. And that's the best way to get it because you'll start to recognize the pattern without thinking about it. So stop looking for YouTube videos and practice. Just go in your textbook, get your answer manual. If you don't have the answer manual, contact me. I can help you figure out what the answers are. Do as many problems as you can. Search Google for them, do that. But all right, so let's start with a reaction. We are going to have two, three, four, five. Um, this compound which is, if I did it correctly, it should be S chloro, oh, 2S chloropentane, okay? This is going to react with NaOH. What's the product? So now this is a little, Oh, sorry, I, it's, I completely wrote the wrong compound. It's going to react not with this, it's going to react with NASH, which is important because we're looking at a secondary haloalkane. So everything's still on the table. So we have SM1, E1, SM2, or E2. Now, we have a good nucleophile that's also a weak base, which tells us that we're probably looking at a substitution reaction, so most likely SN2. So if we're doing SN2, our product with stereochem is going to be this. How does this happen? <laughs> Let's look at the mechanism, because you do need to know the mechanism. So we have this, you're going to have SH minus because that's what, it's a, it's a salt. So this is gonna do a backside attack, invert your stereochem to give you, oh, back, backside attack, which means inversion of stereocenter. Let's do another one. So let's look at, oh, am I recording? That's a good thing. One, two, three, four, five, six. So three is gonna have, uh, hold on, if I'm doing, I'm, I have the problems in my head. I just have to, uh, that should be R, oh, sorry, what number is it? Three R, Iotohexane. I did that correctly. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to react this with NaCl. So again, we've got a secondary haloalkane, but we have a pretty good, it's an okay nucleophile, but it's definitely a weak base. So again, we're looking at SN2. So we're going to invert our stereochem and get Cl minus. 
All right, so let's try some SN1 reactions. So we're gonna keep it simple for now and just really look at some SN1 reactions. So if I have you have a good nucleophile, a tertiary halo alkane, which means you're looking at your um okay, you're looking at SN1 E1. Because this is a good nucleophile but weak base, you're going to get preferentially a substitution. Your product should be this as your major. Let's talk about the mechanism. So the thing to remember here is that HBr is an acid. Great. So you're going to have H plus in solution. Now, mind you, you can also do it this way. This is perfectly acceptable. You can just go like, I know H plus is an acid, so there's going to be uh, protons floating around, but you can also write it out. So what will happen is your OH, because it has a lone pair and it can do this. Remember, if it can do it and it will lead to something more favorable later on, it will happen. And it, it doesn't have to happen a lot. You just need a little bit. So it'll attack the proton, remember negative to positive, so pair of electrons to positive. This will give you OH2 plus, which is a phenomenal leaving group. Phenomenal leaving group. So it's just going to pop off, right? And all acids have water with them. So now I have a planar tertiary carbocation. That's as stable as it's gonna get. There's no um, there's no hydride or methyl shift that would make a more stable compound. So you'll get the bromine attacking again because it's a good nucleophile but a weak base. So you end up with this, and it's going to be racemic because of that planar intermediate. Let's try another one. Again, we're gonna stick with our SN1. Let's do one that's a little bit more challenging here. And then again, put it in acidic conditions. So the H2SO4 is our acidic conditions. So that means that we're going to have H plus just kind of floating around. Wow, that was just, I don't like that at all. I just really just whipped it. Okay. Uh, so it'll pick up a proton. Again, it doesn't have to do a lot, it just has to do it once. So you're going to have OH2, which is an excellent, excellent leaving group, as we mentioned before. So it's just going to leave, giving you this. You should know where this is going. I can make a more stable carbocation by doing a methyl shift. So this is going to go, and now you'll have a secondary, I'm sorry, a tertiary carbocation. Your, oh, I didn't give myself enough space for this. Your MeOH, so your methanol. Again, lone pair is going to attack. I should give myself a little bit more space for this. I'm going to do O, 
page. I'm just rotating to make my life a little easier. I have this. I can have another methanol nearby because you have infinite, right? I can take this proton because it doesn't really know the difference between, um, or you could have water do this. Doesn't really matter because you're still going to keep your acidic conditions. No matter what, you're going to get this down here, which is going to give you your final product, which is OME. So in this case, you have to remember rearrangement and to remember to deprotonate to get your final product. Hopefully that helped a little bit. Let's see, what else can I do? Oh, I like lost the page I was on. Okay, so let's see if you can predict what will be SN1 versus SN2. So if I have, hmm. When you look at a problem like this, you should go up oh, tertiary halo alkane. So we're probably looking at SN1, E1. This is not a great nucleophile. It's an okay nucleophile, but it's a really awful base. So you're looking at SN1. So your iodine is going to leave, give you your tertiary carbocation. Your methanol is going to come in. And then you don't forget it. You have so if I ask you to draw a mechanism for this, you do need to show me this last step of removing that proton to create a neutral a neutral compound. So right now it's got a positive charge. So you're gonna grab the proton, put the electrons up on the oxygen to give you your final product, which will be that. It's an ether. Okay. Um, what else? So if you have, let's try another one. And again, this is, you just got to keep doing problems. This is the best way to get this. So if you have this, so you're like secondary means you can have anything. Oh, that's a pretty good nucleophile. Check the solvent. Is it going to work? in your favor. Sorry, so, okay, so this is a good nucleophile. So this says it's probably gonna be SN2. This could go either way. This be being secondary means any. Your solvent is polar aprotic. So your, which leads to SN2 preferentially. So you're going to end up with, oh, I dropped the carbon. So I want you to consider, and we can talk about this during class if you happen to watch the video before class. What do you think the product of that? Oops, that's a really bad arrow, sorry. HMPA, and I will, I will definitely tell you let me write down what HMPA is if we're still not sure. So this is a BR. Wow, I just can't draw apparently today. 
I've been doing this too long. Okay, and so this is a pledge. This is a bromine with NACN and also HMPA. Oh, no, let's not do HMPA, sorry. Let's go DMFO. Yeah, I was thinking about HMPA. Um, I want you to tell me what the product, is it gonna be SN1 or SN2? So I'm gonna keep it limited for now, SN1 or SN2. So HMPA is a polar aprotic solvent. DMSO is also a polar aprotic solvent. Now keep in mind, you do need to consider all factors. Don't just go like, oh, the solvent says it's gonna be this, so it's definitely gonna be this. It's a combination of, um, of all the factors. And so you wanna do, you wanna look at all four and then see which one has the most pointing you in a specific direction. Okay. Um, you don't know any reactions there. You haven't gotten to that yet. Um, okay. So that's how you would determine, so this is SN1 or SN2. So let me make that, uh, make that clear. This is SN1 or SN2. So this should be pretty, hopefully straightforward for you. Um, but again, consider all the factors. So you wanna look at your substrate, you wanna look at your nucleophile slash base, you wanna look at your um, solvent, and you wanna look at, yeah, whether or not you have a good leading group, your nucleophile and whether or not you have a good leading group or not. So keep that in mind. All right, so let's look at elimination. I wanna break it down and focus pretty exclusively on now elimination reactions. So let's start from the top. I will tell you these are all right now going to be E2. So let's say you have this compound. What does your product, oh, sorry, I should draw my stereochem because we're talking stereochem, which all not, talk about. So if this is my stereochem of my starting material, what is my product? Oh, I should give you conditions, whatever. Assume I have a really strong base. I'm gonna tell you it's E2. You don't need to, we'll talk about the base later. But I'm telling you it's E2. So which one is, what is your um, product going to look like? I'm giving you a minute to think about it and then I will draw. So you may need to rotate the molecule to figure out where things will be. Whoops. So you also need to figure out where is your proton coming from. That is really important. I know it's really easy to um, forget that. So there is no proton here. Let me clear that up because that's too close. So the only place you can get one from is this other side. You have one that's conveniently going to be antiplanar. So you'll have your base, whatever it may be. We'll take this proton, form a double bond, kick off the thing. So you keep your trans isomer. Hopefully that, that was pretty clear to you. What if you have, oops, can't see. I don't know why I keep drawing things in the corner. Like that's gonna be all of a sudden better. If you have this, and you're doing another E2 reaction, what's going to happen? So you should be looking and saying, okay, there's no proton here, so I can't go that way. So 
it's going to be an elimination this way. And you're probably going to keep the trans because you have a hydrogen that is opposite. So you can have your base come in. And this is something that you should do when you're doing these reactions, especially as you're learning, draw the mechanism. Even it doesn't have to be pretty. If I don't ask you to draw the mechanism, you can draw it like this and be like, this all happens. I mean, it's E2, so it does actually happen like this. But you can do that to make sure you know what's happening. And that gives you your product. And that's going to stay trans. What if, as just a additional side, I'll let you do this one on your own time. Once you think about it, look at, remember what you're looking for? You're looking for your anti-planar. And you have to pay attention. So you may have to rotate the molecule in order to get the product you're looking for. So consider the anti-planar hydrogen. So as you can tell that this is a methyl group here, I'll even write it out a little more obvious. As you can tell, that's that's the anti, um, sorry, that is cis. So do you have an anti-planar uh, hydrogen or not? What if you had this in, instead? I don't know what I'm trying to write. I, I'm thinking chlorine. I got chlorine on the brain. Um, if this was a CH3, then what would your product be? I want you to consider it, write it out, see if you can figure it out, because you need to understand this. <clears throat> Pardon me. As well as you can. All right, let's talk. Let's do some E1 reactions. Again, we know that you can't ever have one without the other, but here we are. We're going to try it. We're going to pretend as if SN1 does not exist. I want you to give me the major and minor products for all of these. So if you have OH, I'm telling you these are all E1. So you're going to have concentrated, which is also a dead giveaway. If I say you have a concentrated acid, especially sulfuric acid, you are talking elimination, right? This is going to be elimination. So if you do this, what is your major and minor product? So you want to consider Zaitsev's rule. Remember, the mechanism is going to be that you make a really good leaving group by having a lone pair on oxygen pick up a proton. This becomes OH2+, which is a really good leaving group. It'll just leave. You will have tertiary carbocation. You have neighboring hydrogens. So you can have um, water can do this. Again, you don't have to specify with the bases. If you're not sure, you can just write B with a charge with a pair of electrons, and that's fine with me. Then you could have this happen. Or you could have this happen. I'm going to do different colors so you have anything. So, um, the green, the result of the green is going to be this. The result of the purple is going to be the Zaitsev's rule. Of, I don't know why I keep drawing that methyl group like it's there. It's not there. I thought it used to be hydrogen. The Zaitsev's rule says that the more substituted alkene will be the major product. So this is your major product, and the green is your minor product. 
right? Because the N has two hydrogens. Whereas the purple one, this one on the right side only has the one hydrogen. Okay, let's try another one. I'll make this one actually green, scroll down a little bit. Okay, so remember, if you're doing an E1 or an SN1 reaction, you can always have rearrangement. So you want to keep that in mind. That's something that will always help you out. So if we do this in the presence of ethanol and heat, and again, heat is almost always a giveaway for elimination. So the first step of the mechanism is the bromine is just going to leave you will end up with a positive charge here. Oh, why do I keep doing that? Like I keep pretending like these methyl groups are just like optional. This is why I keep telling everybody to always number your carbons because it is so easy to do what I just did and make mistakes. So you can do this. So you have to look then for where are your hydrogen options. There is no hydrogen here. So it can only come from here or here. So you're going to have your ethanol will be your base in this case for this elimination reaction. So it can take this one, give you your double bond, or you can have H O E T. It can take this proton and give you that. So your purple product will be, and this is where I recommend drawing your numbering your carbons because it's so easy to make this make a mistake here so that's your purple product your green product will be that so zeitz's rule says that the green one is going to be your major and again the purple one is going to be your minor i actually didn't do that intentionally but here you are okay <clears throat> So always keep in mind that you could have um, alternative. So here's a problem for you to do on your own. Again, this is going to be, I'm telling you it's an E1 reaction. So you just need to tell me, you just need to draw the major product. So this is gonna be concentrated H2SO4, I'm going to throw in some heat because why not? All right. <clears throat> now, let's see if you can identify if something is going to be um, a substitution or an elimination reaction. And like I mentioned, this is really difficult trying to remember, is this a good nucleophile? Is this a good base? So the thing you want to keep in mind, if you remember, we talked about what makes a good acid. So the things that make something good acid make it an awful base. So if you can have resonance, it's a bad base, but it's going to be a pretty decent, it'll be an okay nucleophile. It won't be great, but it'll be an okay nucleophile. Um, if you have... <laughs> Oh, sorry, a negative charge, it can go either way. You can have something be um, a strong nucleophile and a strong base. 
some things are very rarely bases, like your chlorine, your bromines, your iodines are very, very rarely bases. You may see it, but it's not often. Okay, so, <clears throat> oh, this is a really nice table. I will um, write up this table for you. It's, it's maybe will be helpful. It's another table that gives you, how do you know if you have a weak base versus a nucleophile, which one it should be. All right, so let's give you, let's do this problem. So this is a phenomenal leaving group. Like it's super, super good. You're gonna put it with sodium ethoxide and ethanol because it's always, you always have the uh, alkoxide in the presence of the original alcohol. What is your product? Is it going to be an SN reaction or an elimination reaction or what? So you got to consider the factors. So you have a good leaving group. <clears throat> Sorry. So your leaving group, super good. Your uh, nucleophile slash base is both a strong base and good nucle nucleophile, wait, let me write this the other way. Let me write the way it's stated. So this is good and strong. So this sends mixed messages, right? Um, where's my, I just lost my mark. So the, sol oh, the solvent is polar protic, but that's a little bit less important here. We know that it's, um, a secondary substrate. So we're in the mixed land of it could go either way. But these two are leaning us towards one of the two mechanisms, either SN2 or E2. So Because you're kind of in that middle, middle land, although it is a polar product solvent, because it's a polar product solvent, that actually complicates it. So it's actually going to be a mixture of SN2 and E2. And the difference here will probably be temperature. Um, if you have hot, you'll probably get more E2. Oops, heat favor. So this is also, like I said, if you want to... Um, Tell me, you're like, oh, look, I, I need a secondary, but I don't want substitution. You can tell heat, or you can say low heat. You can do cold for SN2 if you want to keep SN2 as your thing. But in this particular reaction, the major product is going to be an E2 product. So you can draw out the possible E2 products you have, but the major one is going to be this one. What are your minor products? And the SN2. I will tell you that there are two minors. One has something to do with the stereochem. Okay. I know this is, so this actually, I like this table. Maybe I'll write this table out for you because I like how it sets up everything. So let's do it this way. 
I'll write out this table for you. So I'm going to pause the video so you don't have to watch me do this, but give me a second. So this is, uh, I think, a pretty helpful um, table. So if you have a good nucleophile and that's a bad base, so that means we're talking about our halide and our sulfur nucleophile. So this is like your SH, SH minuses, that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you have HSO4. Um, they are going to be mostly substitution, if not exclusively. Primary, if you're, and this is referring to your um, substrate, or we can call it the haloalkane. So if it's primary, it could be SM2. If it's secondary, it could be either, but the SM2 is favored in a polar aprotic solvent. If it's tertiary, you can be SN1. If you have an OK, it's really kind of a bad nucleophile, um, but it's a good base. So H minus, like a hydride ion, we haven't talked about it yet, but it's coming. DBU is just a special one that you'll see in protein synthesis and that kind of stuff. Um, all of these lead to E2 eliminations because they are really good bases. If something is a good nucleophile and a good base, so your alkoxides and alcohol, you see a lot of E2 with a little bit of SN2. If it's a primary haloalkane, you're looking at majority SN2. If it's secondary haloalkane, you're looking at majority E2, but some SN2. Tertiary is ex almost exclusively E2. If you have something that's a bad nucleophile and base, if you just have an alcohol or water, these first two, so if you have a primary or secondary um, haloalkane, you really don't get any reaction. Now, as a general rule, I don't do this. A lot of organic professors love to do this. I won't give you a reaction that's no reaction. So always expect there to be a product, but it is possible if you're doing this somewhere in a lab, you wouldn't get a reaction with a primary or secondary haloalkane in the presence of an alcohol or water. Now, if you have a tertiary haloalkane, uh, or so, I say haloalkane, but it's anything that has a really good leaving group, um, it could be SN1 or E1. You get slight preference for E1 if you increase the temperature. Hopefully that will help. And if you print out the PDF, you can or write it, <coughs> pardon me, write it up yourself. That would be really good. So let's look at a few more examples of what do you expect the major and minor products for the following reactions to be. Let's scroll down. Uh, what am I going to do? Hmm, let's do a good one. Okay, let's do this one. And I think I even have this one further up. But if you're wondering, now you know. Okay, so this is my... Uh, substrate. So I'm going to look, I have a secondary. Oh, I didn't give you the, you don't know what the rest of the agents are. Okay. Then we're going to have it in sodium methoxide and methanol. Okay. So it's secondary. So it could go anyway. So let's look at our uh, nucleophile or base. So this is a good nucleophile and a good base. So this means we're going to be in the purple tier. We're looking at a secondary, so our major is going to be E2 with a, and a little bit of SN2, so there's a lot of products here. So your products are going to be, and yes, I'm doing this problem with you, so forgive me if it uh, doesn't go, oh, that's terrible. I don't know why I drew it so awfully. Okay. Ah. Okay. So it could be this, which I guess is very on there. It doesn't really matter. Um, this is going to be, this is going to be a minor, I think. We'll check, but I'm going to guess the minor because I think I can make a more substituted one. I think this is going to be my major. There's no other elimination product I can make. And my substitution would look like it's going to be SN2, so it would have to invert the stereochem somehow. So 
So I'm showing an inversion of that methyl group just to show, just because that makes it a little bit easier for me, but that's what would happen. And this would also be the minor given the table we used above. I could make this more challenging, which I'm sure you're like, no, please don't. But you, the more you do, the better you'll be at it. Uh, if we did this, so same idea, but now I'm going to introduce this. So then it's a question of, and it's going to be reacting with, again, sodium ethoxide in methanol. So it's same thing, it's secondary. So we're expecting a, a mixture of elimination and SN2. It's probably going to be preferentially um, E2, did I say that? Oh, yeah, okay. So the possible products, again, this is where stereochem is gonna come into play, is you can have this. This will probably be your major because it's pretty well substituted. Alkene, you could have, I'm just gonna swing that up. It doesn't really matter. Um, you could have that, this would be minor. You could have, and this, and so you you want to consider your uh, anti-planar hydrogens because that's going to play a role here. You could also have this is up. Oh, I mean, this is also going to be a minor product. Let me see if I can find one that's a little bit more. Okay, how about this one? Like, what well, was a different kind of nucleophile base situation? So, if you have With your products, so we're looking at uh, this falls. This is one of the sulfur nucleophiles. So if we go back up, it's in this black section. So if it's a primary, we're looking at SN2. It's a primary, so we're looking at SN2. So there's an inversion of stereochem. Mind you, it's not a stereocenter, so I don't necessarily have to ind indicate that. But you should know that if it wasn't, um, if it was a stereocenter, you would get inversion there, and this would be primarily SN2, and this is pretty much exclusively SN2. Let's see, do I have any other really good ones? Okay, let's try this one. In the presence of NaCl and DNSO. So I know this is a polar aprotic solvent. So hope's looking good. OTS is a really good leaving group. It's a great leaving group. So that's not gonna be a problem. So NaCl. So if we're looking, NaCl is a halogen. It falls under the good nucleophile bad base. So I'm going to get, um, this is a secondary. So I'm going to get a mixture of SN2 and SN1, but I'm in a polar aprotic solvent. So it's going to be SN2 as my major. So I need to draw the product showing the inversion of stereochem. Like I said, these reactions, the more you do, the easier it'll get. I actually really like that table. I think that table makes it a lot easier to predict if something is going to be SN1, SN2, E1, E2. So that's gonna be the end of, yeah. So I think that's, that's kind of all the things you need to know. You can look at, you should be able to do the mechanisms. You should know that here you have a Cl minus, uh, it's gonna come in backside attack, Take off that to give you your inversion. Same here, you're going to have an SH minus. It's going to come in. It's all one step in that mechanism. I don't know if I did any SN1s or E1s. Um, 
and we did a bunch of SMC EVs. It's because it's really hard to get. You kind of have to have a, an alcohol and water to do an SN1 E1. Um, let me see if I can find one. I want to find one for you. I need, okay, so this, let's do this one. So you can get an idea of the mechanism that you should be thinking of. There's actually a couple of telltale signs here of what you should expect. This is going to be N A. Why do I keep doing that? I can't. Like every time I look at the problem, I then change my mind. This should be. Put this as water. Okay. Just because we can. So this is a bad. This is a bad um, base and a bad nucleophile. Water is so it's going to be if anything SN one. Or, or E1, when you look at this, the original structure, if you draw it in chair conformation, so if I say this is equatorial, that means this is also equatorial. So if I, if I do chair flip, I don't know why I do this myself, because I know I'm bad at drawing. So if I go, this is now axial, this is now here. That means I can't go here. So I can't get the elimination there. So it has to come from this side. So water. So first of all, this is going to pop off. Oh, this is actually going to be really complicated. Okay, so this pops off. I'm going to go back to using wedge dash format because it's going to make it a little easier for me to keep track of. There's my methyl. So here's my carbocation. Oh, look, because it's a carbocation, I can do my favorite thing, hydride shift. That will give me a tertiary carbocation that water can then come in and be a nucleophile or a base. Um, in this case, I'm going to do substitution. But like I said, you always get both. So I have OH, H with a positive charge get some other water in here to do this, to give you your neutral compound. But you will also get some elimination product. And get that. That's pretty cool. Let's see, one of the really, um, I don't think I did any major, what else can I do? Yeah, so that's a couple of examples of problems. Again, you just need to do as many as you can find and it will all become a lot easier. But I will say, I really, really like this table and I would strongly recommend that you use this. All right, good luck.